0: Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday interview from the Sustainable Futures Report. It's Wednesday the 22nd of June, and I'm Anthony Day. Plastic pollution is a perennial problem. The Plasticology Project aims to be part of the solution. Today I'm talking to Dr Paul Harvey. He's an environmentalist, he's a scientist, he's an author, he's a speaker. So Paul, welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report. Thank you for having me, Anthony. Great to be here. Well, let's start off, tell us a bit about your your journey as an environmentalist so far.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a long journey, although uh, maybe not as long as some. I decided sometime during my high school years, I suppose, uh, that I really had an interest in in understanding more about the environment and the world around us, um, and I wanted to pursue that as uh, a career interest.
0: So, so, in I fact, ventu- you did a bachelor of environment, didn't you? And then after that, you've done a PhD in environmental chemistry.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, a lot of the work that I uh, that I've done as a, as an undergraduate and then a PhD student was, in fact, looking at environmental pollution and trying to understand how uh, us as humans impact the world around us uh, in terms of our our footprint from the resources that we use and then perhaps misuse in many instances Uh, in fact you have said
0: that our legacy for future generations will be plastic pollution absolutely yeah what do we do about that and how serious is it we're basically
1: now at a position where we're at a crossroads. We have a few different paths that we can take, one of which of course is do nothing, which is absolutely not the one that I recommend. There are some other options. We have a huge body of international research now that shows us that plastic pollution is a is a problem. We know anecdotally from ourselves that plastic pollution is a problem if we go to the beach or to the river or wherever uh, is is local to our homes, within only a few seconds, you'll be guaranteed to find some sort of plastic pollution in that environment. So from that, we can educate ourselves, we can be active as individuals, or we could be active as a collective, as a a group. Being a collective also requires uh, a bit of strategic, thought and action a bit of motivation uh, a bit of encouragement and a real drive and a real passion to make a change from all levels of society from the individual to small community groups larger community groups uh, organizations that have funding and a bit of thrust behind them all the way through to governments both at the national scale and then on the international platform as well
0: now we can all get together we can go down to the beach we can take our sacks and we can pick up all the bits and pieces of plastic on the beach and clean it up but is that really going to solve the problem
1: this is something that i i touch a little bit on in the book and i often get this question what we have to be doing is thinking about how we use and manage plastic as a resource so there are some plastics in this world that we can't live without and in the book i give some examples of medical uses of plastic of course we we want to be able to use sterile um, syringes as an example um, when needed at place of need in a hurry so we don't want to be going back to the old days of glass syringes and, and what have you that have to be sterilized it's, it's a long laborious process so there are plastics that we absolutely 100 percent need but there are other plastics that Ultimately, in the modern world that we live in, we don't need, we can do without. Say, for example, you go go into a local supermarket and oranges are wrapped in a plastic container with plastic film with a plastic sticker around them. We don't need those sorts of plastics in our world, in our lives. And it's only in the last 50 years or so uh, that we've really seen this trend in plastics emerging in that way.
0: Okay. Well, look. If we if we control that sort of single use plastic, then that makes a step towards preventing the situation from getting worse. But what do we do about the vast amounts of plastic that we already have in the environment? And that's far more than just the bits and pieces that you see on the beach, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, it's my belief that every little bit that we do matters, and every little bit that we do helps. So. We have individuals that their bit to help is to go down to the beach and pick up plastic. And for some people, that feels like a bit of a losing battle because it's week after week, year after year. But by that person or that group going to the beach and collecting those plastics, they are having an impact because they're collecting, maybe over the course of the year, somewhere in a few hundred kilograms of plastic. And that stops that then entering into the ocean. That's of course on the, the micro hyperlocal scale, if you like. You can then upscale that to become a national movement where uh, a lot of people go out routinely on weekends and collect a few hundred kilograms across a year each. And then that ends up being a few thousand kilograms or a few million kilograms of plastic. So we can work together at scale to have an impact from something as simple as going out to the beach and picking up a straw that you see caught in the sand.
0: Some of the the worst places, though, some of the worst places are developing nations where there are vast amounts of very visible plastic pollution. But people there are scratching a living in many cases, and they haven't got the time or the interest to go and bag up plastic. So... What can we do on a global scale?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the some of the challenges that particularly the developing world faces is that countries like Australia, for example, export a lot of the plastic waste that is generated and the, the original um, reason why that was happening was because that there was perceived to be a market somewhere overseas that could uh, return those plastic items into something or other else, whether that's through recycling or some other means, there was perceived to be a market there for them. However, that didn't quite work out as planned um, in the actuality of it. So, a lot of the plastic that we've generated, Australians have generated, have ended up in parts of Southeast Asia, for example. Uh, and that then becomes a burden for the people of Southeast Asia to manage, as well as the plastics in their own lives that had that are being generated. And again, it goes back to what do we need versus what can we live without? And so a lot of the time, the plastics that are being generated are those single use unnecessary plastics. The food packaging, for example, go back to the good old ways of of shopping, Um, go to the local market and rather than having everything individually wrapped in plastic, take take a, a reusable bag or, or take one bag and use that as your means of taking your stuff home we need to change as a society as a, as a global society to move away from having the expectation that everything will be pre-packaged and produced right there for us to walk into the supermarket or walk into the market pick it up off the shelf go home and it's all there done nicely for us we have as humans a bit of a an innate laziness um and our, our brains are, are really well uh, wired to receive messages about this product here being packaged the way that it is makes your life so much easier because all you do is open it reheat it eat it then you know you can get on with your next task yeah if we think about yeah.
0: you know, okay well, if we control that as we've said though that will stop things getting worse but we're in a situation where the oceans are full of plastics and they're full of microplastics and these microplastics are not only sitting on the surface and um, are are absorbed by the, the fish and the animals that live close to the surface but they're also sinking to the very depths of the ocean and they're polluting life forms which we hardly know anything about down there so we we are fairly thoroughly polluting the ocean with these microplastics now okay if we stop single-use plastic we might stop get it getting worse but it's got to the extent that it's got into the food chain that i think every person has got microplastics in their bloodstream or even within their body correct me if i'm wrong on that How are we going to turn that round? Or are we going to turn
1: that round? The thing with environmental, uh, environmental contaminants and environmental pollutants is that if you stop the flow into the environment, there will be a point at which you start to see a reduction in the detection limits of that particular pollutant into the environment over time. And a great example of this is lead. So lead for many, many, many years was used as a fuel additive throughout the world. Lead has now been removed from the fuel. There's no longer an emission source, so a contribution to the environment of lead um, that is essentially ubiquitous as it has been described. Um, Now we are seeing that those people that previously had very high blood lead concentrations, blood lead concentrations that were significant enough to cause neurological damage and other impairments, those populations no longer have those high blood concentrations of lead because the source supply has been cut. And I believe it's it's the same with plastic pollutants. If we can stem the supply of plastic pollution going into the environment, And if we can do our bit to clean it up a little bit along the way by beach cleans and and other bits and pieces, then there will be a time, I hope, that we won't see plastic plastic in marine life. We won't see the chemical signatures, the, the telltale signs of plastic being in an organism being spread through the food chain because the supply of plastic and the supply of those compounds those ingredients if you like aren't being entered into the environment exactly the same as the way lead has been phased out
0: now you've published a book or you're about to publish a book it's out early next month called the plasticology project tell us about the plasticology project
1: yeah so the plasticology project is about all these things that we're discussing it's uh first of all it's a, it's a it's a discussion about what plastic actually is, why we need it in the world, um, and some of those plastics, of course, that we do versus don't need uh, in our lives. It talks talks a little bit as well about uh, where we are seeing some of the biggest problems in terms of plastic pollution in the global environment. And then at the very, uh, the, the back third, I suppose, of the book is all about the the solutions and those people that are, uh, people, groups, organisations, governments that are really being active in the space of reducing plastic pollution, uh, whether that be at the source or whether that be at the back end, uh, about how we manage um, the the cleanup and the recovery of the environments that have been very heavily impacted by plastic pollutants.
0: You're inviting people to, to sign up on your website. Um, how are you, what are you intended to generate? Uh, a, a group of like-minded people to, to follow these principles or, or what's, what's behind this? The Plasticology Project is all about
1: drawing together a community of like-minded people, people that want to take action and that really want to see a world that is not is not burdened by plastic pollution. And there's absolutely no reason why we as a global community, as a global society, can't change the current state of plastic pollution in our world. If we all work together and we all all set ourselves a common goal, we will be able to achieve what seems to be, at the present time, an unachievable task, which is taking the, the plastic pollution out of The global environment i spoke about lead a minute ago but if we think about uh the cfc's the the chlorofluorocarbons that generate the ozone or that generated the ozone hole that's something of course being here in australia we're very well aware aware of because it was a significant uh thing growing up being told be careful of the sun by removing the cfc's from uh, things like refrigerators and preventing that particular gas from being released into the atmosphere, we've managed as a global community to shrink that hole that had formed in the ozone layer. So that's another great example of what we can do if we all put our minds together, our collective uh, good intentions together and drive for a change. And that's exactly what the uh, the plasticology project is all about it's bringing people together creating a community generating action generating momentum and driving for a change on an international global scale because we all have to work together in order to make the world free from plastic pollution
0: Paul, well, you sound reasonably optimistic. If I may quote you, you said, I believe that we can end human environment conflicts by changing our relationship with science, the environment, and the world around us. So with that in mind, what should people listening to this podcast, what should they do tomorrow to make a difference?
1: i say we need to make uh, a change in the way that we have a relationship with with science and and the way that we share information because over the last decade or so, shall we say, the the way that science has been produced and conveyed, particularly through the media, there has been uh, a lot of struggles from the perspective of a scientist uh, trying to speak the truth in terms of data and get information shared to the wider world. So I think it's really important that we we rephrase the narrative. We 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 change the way that we talk about science and the data and the facts and the way that we deliver our messages so that it can be better consumed by a wider audience better understood by a wider audience in terms of what people can do tomorrow it's very simple they can take one simple action one go down to a beach go down to a river whatever is local to you Pick up some plastic. Do, do your little bit in that little part of the world to remove some of the plastic pollution burden that is there. But if you're already doing that, then you can take another step. Maybe you can invite a friend along, somebody who hasn't already uh, been part of this space, hasn't already been active. Invite them, educate them, share that knowledge. They then might share it with another person and so on, the education sharing goes. You might also be able to engage with uh, local members of government, perhaps national, perhaps on an international scale, create a platform for conversation, find out who is already doing what in this space, get on board with them, be a voice for the change and build that community. And of course, the Plasticology Project is that community. That's where people can come together, see what other people are doing, see where their opportunities are, how they can be involved in this in order to make that global change.
0: Well, Paul, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts and ideas with the Sustainable Futures Report. Now, the book, The Plasticology Project, is published, I believe, on the 3rd of July. Is that going to be published internationally outside Australia?
1: Yes, it will be published uh, online, internationally, so it will be available um, everywhere. Yeah.
0: Okay, I shall put links to your website on the Sustainable Futures Report website. And thank you again for taking part in this interview.
1: Thank you very much. It's been great.
0: Paul Harvey and his book, The Plasticology Project, is published on the 3rd of July. There's no Sustainable Futures Report this Friday, but there will be another Wednesday interview next week. I'll be talking to Michael Kiriaku from Gaia's Farming Company about producing a milk substitute from hemp. The following week, it's the turn of Daniel Coleman from IOV42 to explain their system for assuring the integrity of the timber supply chain. The next magazine edition of the Sustainable Futures Report will be on the 8th of July that's it for the moment that was the wednesday interview from the sustainable futures report i'm anthony day have a good week